You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm your co-host Josie and my co-host Spencer is not here. She's taking care of the baby, you know, sad, but also babies. Yes. Um, I haven't introduced you yet, Matthew, so you shouldn't have interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, today we are joined by one of my best friends, Matthew Brady, who (laughs) I met... going to a baptist church together oh god uh that we were heavily involved with and now we're both a bunch of heathens so very much so here we are matt welcome to the pod thank you for having me uh long time listener first time caller oh wow <laughs> cute yes um matt is fun because <laughs> matt went from um you know, a good little Baptist boy to a devil worshiper, according to my grandmother. According to my mother. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Matt, tell the people your story. What is your testimony? Oh, God. Um, well, so it all began. Picture <laughs> it. Picture it. Um, 1997 I was brought into this world by my mother and at that point um she decided it was a good idea to bring up her her child in in the church um so my story begins at the very beginning begins (laughs) begins my story begins at the very beginning um of my my life um where the said church that me and Josie met each other, I um, basically went to for 19 years of my life. Your whole ass life. Well, well, not, not the whole, not the whole life. Yeah. Fortune. Almost the whole life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, um, was there until, I struggled with many things. Also, I would like to say um, there there are a lot of things that that people in the church are like, oh, you know, you feel the Holy Spirit. You like you feel things when you pray and this, this and that the whole time, the whole time I was there. I was like, I have no idea what any of you are talking about. <laughs> like these people who had like just been like into the church and into Christianity for like a year or less or like, yes, I feel, I feel the Holy spirit move. And, and I, I hear him when, when, when I pray and I'm like, you do <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that like? No, don't, <laughs> don't know her. Um, and yeah, it was just like a weird time for me but you know as the good christian boy that i was i went to church especially in high school like one two three 
four days out of the week. <laughs> and then at like least. one of yeah, at least. And then one of my best friends nearing the end of high school, um, his dad was our youth pastor. So I was at the church every day because <laughs> our church was across the street from my high school. And um I would just hang out there. Um and yeah, I, you know, just had a lot of um shame because of it, because you know, growing up as a good conservative Republican Christian boy, um, and then figuring out that you also like boys is the like <laughs> the ultimate like damn I don't I'm, even know like it's, I'm really going to hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ultimate like wow okay so um where do we go from here and um ultimately it was to leave because where I was, you know, like as I went into to college and kind of like had the freedom to have self-expression and to be away from watchful eyes of the church and high school and all of that. Um, I was able to kind of, you know, just, just think for myself basically and, and not have anybody else kind of influence what, what I thought and the way that I thought was completely different than my peers and my family. And that includes like how I view other people. Um, my morals and ethics have completely changed since, since high school. Um, and granted i'm 25 now so it's been a while like <laughs> we we've we've done a lot of growing in in that time but um yeah my freshman year of college was really a um a transformation year i would say um where i really found myself and found that the place that i grew up in was just really terrible like really bad <laughs> um, and is arguably worse now <laughs> <laughs> not argue not arguably it is, it is worse. <laughs> um but yeah and what really was the nail in the coffin was that they signed a new um what was it constitution a new church constitution mm -hmm. that just like reinstated like their homophobia and i was like yeah this is it mm. that i'm i'm done mm -hmm. and i mean it was a really hard talk with my mom but my mom was like yeah i kind of understand i'm like cool thanks um see ya I'm never going back <laughs> and i realistically have it except for a funeral right um which doesn't count <laughs> which, yeah it doesn't that doesn't count at all but yeah i mean haven't gone back will never go back mm. um have stepped away from the faith entirely i mean i know there are other people that have different 
viewpoints and beliefs, but I just don't see it fitting into my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to fit to it and I don't want to put in that effort realistically. I also just don't subscribe or believe into any type of like organized religion. Um which is just a personal belief. I am very um respectful of what other people believe. Um and realistically like I have a belief that what you believe is is true when it comes to spirituality um as long as it doesn't um like harm other people or yourself Mm. so you're Uh, not into the cannibalism religion no that's weird that's or the murder religion okay got it yeah no (laughs) no not those we we should at least have some type of you know moral moral values um mm-hmm. you know respecting each yeah. other yeah. Not, not that i subscribe to those everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh josie is actually a cannibal um, <laughs> i don't like people like that <laughs> but i think it's interesting because um as your friend growing up with each other it was funny just how so for reference matt is half white half mexican yes but matt was very white growing oh very <laughs> and there's a reason like, yes there is there's an explanation behind it um do <laughs> am i involved in la raza no like i have no <laughs> connection whatsoever to any type of like um mexican subculture anything like chicano whatever like do like i don't have that connection and the reason is because my grandparents when they emigrated here they first lived in maywood and um, (laughs) that's where my mom was born and everything like that and they growing up my mom did like my mom's my grandparents' friends, like they were like Chicano, like, you know, and all of that. But um, my grandmother in particular was um, very, uh, she tried to assimilate as much as possible. And it wasn't like a forced assimilation. It was because she wanted to be in Hollywood. Mm. And so she was like, I'm, I need to be basically as white as possible, even though she was like fairly, I mean, she was fair for like Mexican standards, but she was still like, you could tell, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so they moved to Downey, which was an all white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's how my mom grew up and our, our culture kind of, you know, got stripped away in that, sort of like Americanization um, of my family. And it sucks. It really does. Cause you know, I have a disconnect with that, like part of, of my culture. And I've been trying um, my best to kind of reconnect with that, but it, it is hard because, you know, I don't speak Spanish and as a second generation, like it's, 
looked down upon definitely by the community where it's like, damn, you can't even speak your own language. Um, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's I not know. your fault. I mean, I know. Yeah. I, I didn't actively go pursue speaking my language. <laughs> I was just born into it. I was born right. into the bilingual culture and traditions. Oh my gosh, you have a Dickies. Are you, are you drinking water out of that Dickies cup real quick? Yeah. I drink water out of a Dickies Ooh, cup. It's the perfect size. It's huge. It is. Oh. It's so good. All right. Shout out to Dickies Barbecue Pit. Anyways. <laughs> That was a little moment. But I feel like, okay, going back, I feel like the church that we attended also had a lot to do with that stripping of people's cultures. 1,000%. Because and little Josie was not acting all Mexican and hood like she was from Southgate going to the Downey Baptist Church, you know? Well, also at that time, they were pretty segregational mm-hmm. like with their services because they had they had a Spanish service and the Spanish service was completely different. Even in a completely different location. Yeah. It was a different like, chapel. Was a whole di- like they weren't in the main um yeah, space, the sanctuary that mm-hmm. the English service was. They were in a gym mm-hmm. and they had like a, a a temporary stage that was put up with like projectors and whatever. And yeah, it was just like a whole different thing. And then it got too big. Yep. And they, um, the white people at the church, um, with the board and everything, they got, um, very, what is the word? They got, uh, scared Mm. that it was growing too big. And so they disbanded it and fired the Spanish pastor. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. And it went all downhill after that, like pastors started being fired left and right mm-hmm. old people started dying off like it was this whole mess yeah it was i remember going there from my parents church where at my parents church i was a golden child i was the worship leader i was my parents kid and i was pretty well behaved and i was super involved and then i decided well fuck this so i left because the church was a little toxic, not because I thought there was anything wrong with religion. The deconstruction had only kind of started <laughs> in the hierarchical sense anyway. And I go to this little Baptist church and I remember thinking, these white girls are the standard. Yeah. Their voices are the standard. Yep. The Midwest white American evangelicalness that is a stand and I don't meet that like I was never involved in singing uh, I mean I was in the choir with your mom Matt but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was about it uh, and I was in the handbell choir because I knew how to read music and but I my voice had no place because I wasn't a super high soprano I wasn't cute I wasn't demure like there was a standard at that church that I just did there not was. meet and I was constantly getting time. in trouble yeah and and whoever didn't meet that standard you either got kicked out mm-hmm. you got like um disciplined there were so many kids that got kicked out of church for just misbehaving things and it was like you are not even taking the second to learn about this kid's life because we know them as 
fellow children and they have a really hard home life and you're yeah. not at all interested in knowing the reason behind their actions no this church no but the um the other kids um the white kids that mm-hmm. were typically pastor's children. <gasps> I know exactly who you're talking about. The most misbehaved little miscreant. Yes. God bless who, him. Who would, you know, the reason why we had to get rid of the couches in the high school room was because, you know, they got caught doing sexually deviant acts. Mm-hmm. Blamed it on the rats. There are no rats. Mm-mm. And yeah, did they get kicked out? No. No, they didn't. And other people got kicked out for the smallest things Yep, where they got ostracized. And it was the weirdest thing. And mind you, everybody, this isn't like, as far as the kids go, it wasn't predominantly white. No, (laughs) they were like, I mean, us, we're the minority, like, yeah, very small portion. Yeah. Most of us were Hispanic because Downey has since transitioned to be a mostly Hispanic neighborhood thanks to white flight. Yeah. But Downey really wants to hold on to this like small town, cute vibe. And that Baptist church was the epitome of wanting to hold on to yes. these weird Midwestern values. I don't know. It was... I stuck around for so long realistically because they did not let women women in leadership at all no they didn't and surprisingly they they let the one um and what was she the pastor of young children Mm -hmm. that was it yep and yeah it was it was a weird time because i felt like i was being groomed for leadership for a lot of that time yes especially by the music guy like oh i mean i don't think that he was like anti-women though so that would make more sense but like i was being like prepared and i was being taught the same way but then you have all these old people that are like oh josie you can't do that feminism (laughs) is bad You you can't be equal to a husband. You are under like I've been. I was oh, yeah. constantly, yeah. and I would just have fight over fight over fight. But anyways, back to you. Looking back, <laughs> what do you wish you could tell little Matt back then? Um, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get it, better. It doesn't. It doesn't get better. It gets worse but it um it gets easier Mm -hmm. uh the struggles are gonna be the same like the struggles stay the same but over time and with self-acceptance like things just get a lot easier um because the arguments are still the same the views of other people are still the same Mm -hmm. realistically the only thing that changed was my view of myself yeah that's it that's all that has changed in in this period of time and you know like i still work on i'm constantly in therapy and still work on like self-esteem inner child (laughs) like all of that um but I think I'm personally in a a lot better space than I was in high school Mm. because that time was extremely lonely. And it's because I didn't 
realistically have anyone to talk to you know Mm -hmm. and um people like anyone who was queer like was demonized Mm -hmm. so it was like I got all of my information off the internet and it was the time of like Tumblr and like all of that. I know, I know we grew, we grew no up. No wonder in you're a little sexual deviant. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Says the real sexual deviant. <laughs> Just kidding. Everybody who was on Tumblr is a sexual deviant now. Oh, let me tell for you. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Tumblr. Tumblr was a time. I miss it though. I really do. I miss 2014 Tumblr. Although it was quite toxic. Oh yeah. Quite, quite toxic. Mm -hmm. But I just miss, you know, that weird fandom-y culture, which TikTok is like slowly recreating, Mm -hmm. but it's not the same. um, And TikTok is so much harder. it's harder to copy and paste yeah that's 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 what it is like with tumblr it was just reposting content that's all it was yeah um whereas tiktok you have to like actively create it so yeah yeah. i know how to edit video like on professional software and i can't fucking handle tiktok (laughs) don't make me use my fingy let me use a mouse or something like what is this bullshit I can't. Anyways, uh, can you tell I'm a millennial versus your Gen Z, even though we're just this much apart? Yeah, but I mean, I am on the upper cusp of Gen Z, and I would definitely say that we had different, although we did, like, we are only like two to three years difference. There was a completely separate experience. Yeah, I mean, which was perpetuated also by the fact that we went to different high schools. Mine was better. Okay. There's only two high schools in Downey, and I went to that cool one. We yeah, were we smarter. Were sure. But we got the $60 million grant to rebuild our school. That's because my school was an ugly stepchild. <laughs> We were so ghetto. It's because all the white people went to Downey and all the brown people went to Warren. Yeah. Anybody who got kicked out of Downey went to Warren. Yeah. We uh, we had a better marching band. See, I mean. Because <laughs> I was in marching band. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anything about sports. I don't know. I just know we had a better marching I know, band. I know my senior year, our football team won your football team 60 to 0. On the oh, Downey shit. Board. I do remember that because I had to Downey go to every football, football team, every football game, and that, that was embarrassing. That was sad. It was, it was a really sad game. I mean, granted, each side has won a plethora of games since right. then, but that one was rough. Yeah. Oh, Downey is a weird subculture, especially if you're growing up Christian in it. Because, I mean, there's Christian clubs on campus. I don't know if Downey had it, but we had... I think they did. It was like the flagpole. Oh, my God. One, meet at the flagpole. And yeah, no. I had friends who were Christian that were trying to, like, mm. get me. I was like, no. I was in a club with, uh, sorry to shout you out, Edgar, Manny, and Eros. <laughs> We'd meet at lunch, and the only time I ever got to sing with them and the other, because the little white, one of the little white girls from the, our church was also in this club. We got to do like a lunchtime altar call thing for Valentine's oh, Day love letters, and we sang at lunch and we proselytized and 
no. I remember Arrow saying, like, you sing really deep. And I was like, I'm just not a soprano. <laughs> 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 oh um God. he ruined my music career because i've never sang ever i'm just kidding <laughs> can you imagine no but i do remember going to your guys's uh what was it what was that thing called the um cafe the, de Chez? yes uh-huh. going to going to the like um at the elks lodge or the moose lodge yep. and spaghetti mm-hmm. dinners i remember going to those all the time yeah the fundraisers for the choirs yeah. yeah the choir teacher was very christian um he and his his daughter and i actually went to the same university it's really funny but oh and God. he hated me so he's just like i'm sorry your dad hates me <laughs> i'm so bad uh yeah no i it's southgate and downey are very different and I find myself gravitating towards Southgate because Downey is a bunch of white too nonsense. Sometimes. Too much. And it's but. not even, the thing is, they're not white. No, we're predominantly Hispanic, but also it's all, I'm going to call my people right now. It's all these Hispanic ass bitches con el nopal en la frente thinking that now because they have fucking money that they can walk around with their fucking Louis Vuitton fake or not their Gucci belts that are probably fake they can walk around acting like they're tough shit like they're the white guy like they can vote for Donald Trump now because they have a little bit of money and they live in fucking Downey there's a level of prestige when you're Hispanic in Los Angeles to live in Downey because you can't afford to live in fucking Beverly Hills um so I'm as as a uh, that's a perfect a perfect runway to the fact that Downey not only by LA Times but New York Times twice yeah. has been labeled as the Mexican Beverly Hills yeah Hispanic Latin Beverly Hills it's I think there was Mexican Beverly I Hills think LA was Latin because they're a little bit more woke but yeah. I think New York Times was Mexican yeah which I mean, as a Mexican, I'm not mad about, but also, <laughs> it raises a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it does. Definitely. And I mean, Downey's like a, Downey is a great spot to live. It is. Yes. Because you have all the free, the 5, the 605, the 105, the 710, you got all the freeways. Yes. Downtown, seconds, well, not seconds. But no, a downtown is like 15 minutes away, no traffic. LAX, 15 minutes away, no traffic. Yeah. Uh, you have LA to your oyster. Like, everything is there and available to you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's pretty toxic. Very. Because it, it strives to be so American. It, it does. To the it point really where does. I took my white-ass ex-Mormon partner to church with me a couple of times because we we're going to try to go back to church. It was a new pastor. It was a mistake because he was one way too comfortable in this church. And as a Mormon, that never happens, which means there's some American ass shit happening in this church. And it wasn't until we tried and I kept leaving angrier and angrier every Sunday. And it wasn't until they put a picture of Donald Trump as a joke on the screen that I was like, fuck this. We're never coming back. Yeah, it was too. Um, an ex-Mormon should not feel familiar with a church. Like, that's it's oh. too much. Yeah. But anyways, where have you landed now, Matt? I think it'd be interesting for people to know where you you have a uniqueer deconstruction um, in our circles, in my personal circles, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
anyone who knows me um, or is part of my family, stop listening now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or if you listen, don't be a little snitch. I know. Don't don't tell. Um, no, I've definitely found I've found my spirituality in other places, and I'm gonna leave it quite vague. Um, but it, like, I have removed myself, like I said before, from Christianity. So like, it's kind of like a whole 180 and I'm very open to, um, the idea that, uh, like all religions can exist can like coexist Mm. i mean granted so i there's to explain this it's like on tiktok um the information hub of now um (laughs) (laughs) they they have been saying how like earth is just one planet of like billions in just our galaxy you know Mm -hmm. so like obviously there has to be at least 20 different intellectual life forms just in our yeah yeah statistically just in our galaxy so that means like either um all of the the religions that are basically earth-based are either false or they're all correct but only correspond to our planet oh which then in turn like disingenuine like it it it, um it my brain is gone and hold on give me a second as i grasp it back it's not coming back it disqualifies basically like saying um that there was one being that created the universe Mm -hmm. Because at that point, like it, it, it discredits that, that fact, you know, and, um, also the telescope that they just launched into outer space that is supposed to basically photograph the beginning of time. Um, they like, there is speculation that it can start to degrade, degrade, like our current view of like what religion is because if we can scientifically prove like certain aspects then it just like takes a bunch of like these religions out the window Mm -hmm. very quickly Mm -hmm. however I did take a class in college, which, yes, college did corrupt my mind. Um, did liberalize you, lobotomize you? Yeah, liberal lobotomy. Um, there, it was a magic shamanism, magic shamanism and religion class. And it basically just looked at different starting points for a bunch of different cultures so like mesoamerican um and all all different cultures around the world and showing that there were similarities so there were like archetype similarities where there was um 
a creation of some type out of the out of the dark but then there was also a water event the flood the The famous flood the famous flood um so there's obviously some similarities in in different cultures but i feel like the details um in almost everyone you know can can obviously be flawed by by the human experience yeah i mean we even have corruption stories like and they're always blamed on women like eve or pandora like we all it's they all have the same general flow one because humanity is very limited in their little thoughts frontal <laughs> yeah slash maybe they, we're just all ripping each other off and calling it a day <laughs> which wouldn't be surprising <laughs> i mean as a as a writer i get it dude <laughs> relatable <laughs> just kidding i don't do that but i mean i don't know if i do that you know subconsciously right. i mean and it might not also like be subconsciously but like different people in different areas come up with the same ideas yeah yeah so like i mean there's four elements water hmm, destructive flood everybody get a flood it's basic (laughs) human logic and you know you can follow it to the ends of the earth but i think it's interesting that you because a lot of people just devolve into some like me like a general love your neighbor love god everything is love kind of thing (laughs) to full-out atheism but you have been exploring the ends of religion and spirituality and the differences and kind of like conglomerating it into what you need which i think is very inspiring for people like you don't have to follow these scripts that are set out for you you can you can pick and choose like my dad says you're just picking and choosing i was like fuck yeah dad i'm picking and choosing Pick and choose what what relates to you, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to follow all of these like set rules and guidelines like that is just there to like restrict you and mm-hmm. like your freedom. I mean, obviously, you have to just have normal and even what morality is, is is very vague, right? Because morality is just um a general a general agreed upon value mm-hmm. so knowing like killing something or killing someone that is morally and i'm using air quotes morally wrong mm-hmm. but there are you know um uh exceptions to that right mm-hmm. self defense they're like anything like that those are or like in acts of war like that is then pardoned basically Mm -hmm. right and it's not the same as like someone just outright killing someone yeah so like be nice to people even like you don't have to necessarily be nice to everyone you can hate everyone and i mean live your life that is a sad life but hey do what do what you need to do but like in again like what i believe is just like don't hurt other people and don't hurt yourself Mm -hmm. that's what i like believe at the core other than that realistically 
anything is possible. Yeah. And truthfully, that's probably an easier, like, love your neighbor and love yourself. It's like, you don't got to love nobody. Just don't fucking hurt people, okay? Just yeah. behave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I mean, yeah. you don't necessarily, like, have to like them, but, yeah. like, you don't need to emotionally manipulate them to where they, like, spiral out of control, Listen, you know? Listen, I feel like this is going back to our conversation about me and conquering men, so I feel like <laughs> I told Matt that I miss sorry Ryan um and the internet that I miss my whole phase because part of it was the chase it was figuring out which of these little assholes I could like fall under my spell especially at a Christian school you gotta understand like figuring it's out so who, funny to me. what other sexual deviants are around or who's down like that's that's part of the game I'm gonna tell the you game. there are a lot Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There are a lot. But what? you know, and it always just took one little comment of like, so what are you into? <laughs> like in a group setting. And then you could just see the twinkle. I'm listen, okay? I'm not proud of it. I'm kinda proud of it. You are proud of it. Don't I'm, lie. So proud, I'm so proud of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because this is also why I'm proud of it. Because at APU it was the same thing as the fucking Baptist church, right? Like the little white girls that are all nice, cute. Those were the standard. But I was a little Mexican girl that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And who was ridding herself of this sexual purity culture shame because fuck it. It was very empowering. And um, I don't pretend to be a good person. I pretend to be working towards being a good person. And my conquering phase might be over. But oh boy, do I miss the rush. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so hilarious. <laughs> I find that so funny, but I find that quite um, admirable, I will say. Really? I feel I like a shitty human being. <laughs> but I don't care. That's funny. Yeah, my partner, again, sorry. We love bro. you, Ryan. Sorry. We love you. Okay. My partner, I was telling him this, and I could tell he was getting a little sad. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that this would, like, part of me would make you sad. And he's like, I mean, I'm not, like, sad that you did it. I'm sad because you won't conquer me. I... <laughs> and I was like, ooh, yeah, we're married now, so I'm just going to do nothing. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Josie has roped it in. <laughs> Josie has done her work, and she is done. I she am lazy. I, it's also, it's like when they say uh, that husbands always want blowjobs, but married women don't do that. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Uh, I already have the conquering phase knocked out of me, so I don't do that shit, okay? I'm not no dominatrix. Uh, I mean, I could be for money, but in my own house? Ugh. Yeah, Ryan. right. I know, for Ryan. Poor Ryan. That's why he was sad. Isn't that kind of funny, though? He's cute. Oh my god. I don't care that you were a hoe, but why can't you be a hoe for me? <laughs> because uh, I love the guy, so, you know, I don't really want to ruin his life. Yeah, yet. which yet. is like the thrill of it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, That was part of my deconstruction journey, everybody. Don't judge me. I'm a much better person now in marriage. A little bit of a better person in marriage. Um, anyway, it's back to Matthew. So there was this constitution, right? Which is a stupid thing to call something. Hold on. I want to. I want to to interject here for a moment. Oh Josie. Josie is a Leo. 
Um, so <laughs> everyone, if like the conversation just goes to Josie, it's okay. It's okay. And we accept her. We accept her for being the Leo that she is. She's a triple Leo. <laughs> she is a Leo sun, moon and rising. <laughs> So it just happens sometimes and that's okay. And we accept it and we love her. For I know that's is. part of podcasting too, but also I feel like, wait, it's not about me. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's, it's still part of the religious trauma as a woman. It's, it's about, not about it's me. It's about both of us. You're right. I know the listeners like to hear my wild stuff, but also then people come on and say, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. I listen to every episode. I'm like, oh my God, what have I said? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know too much. You know too much. Erase this from your memory. Which is funny because I really am an open book. I mean, Matthew knows. I'll tell anybody anything. I'm going, fuck. Mm-hmm. Not just in the podcasting realm, but in real life. In real life. Um, but when I think about it being recorded forever on the internet, I just think, oh my God. <laughs> my children (laughs) but also i'll probably tell my children all this stuff in their due time anyways but uh yeah part of matt's deconstruction is also being really into astrology now i get all my information from matthew uh which you shouldn't i am not like skillfully um knowledgeable of astrology i know the bare minimum but also how deep do i actually want to get into it yeah, you don't. It's, yeah, so it's a black hole. <laughs> I um, the bare minimum is just right for me informationally. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like post all of this and coming into your gayness? Um, is it more liberating? Like, I is it scary still? What is it like now? For those of our listeners who are still like on the journey towards accepting, coming out, moving on, do you have any? It's um, a journey and you have to um, give yourself kindness and you have to definitely like just hold space for yourself. Um, Coming to terms with, with like how I was, was a journey, but I started very early. Mm. Um, It started at puberty. So around eighth grade, like I did not have any feelings towards women um and i didn't really think of anything else i just knew that like people the guys were like oh she's cute and i'm like i guess like i don't know she's a lovely Um, young woman (laughs) (laughs) but then it wasn't until like somebody had initiated um something where i was like oh actually maybe I do like this. Mm -hmm. And then it was years. And when I tell you years, years of me trying to figure out like who I was and I'm still like still in the process, definitely very far along in it. Um, because I started this, what, 10 years ago 12 years ago now um so like i started pretty young i did not start it publicly until i was 19 Mm -hmm. um but i was definitely already thinking about it kind of going through it with myself and self-acceptance um but yeah it just you really have to hold space for yourself and kindness for yourself and 
Um, it's a lot of like trial and error. There's a lot of labels circulating around. Um, never think that you for any second have to um, identify any certain way. And if you do, and you decide that that isn't what you want to identify as anymore, you always, 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 always have the ability to change your mind Mm -hmm. because this is your journey. It's not anybody else's. Mm. And so if you decide like you're non-binary and that's something that that you want to delve into and explore and you find after a while that maybe this isn't necessarily what you you particularly want to identify as it is okay and it is okay to just continually continuously learn about yourself um and i uh definitely encourage everyone to maybe learn more about themselves because that's another thing going back to um american conservatism um sexual education in this country is awful yep i learned everything myself from the internet can you imagine if they started teaching about gay sex in high schools the uproar people would lose their minds and really the teachers would be like everybody listen because y'all could learn a thing or two about how to please any part anyone because <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear god we know you need it like yeah. hey little straight boys you can watch this lesbian segment okay because you gotta get <laughs> god know where things are and it's so funny because like even in like in health class when i took health class in high school i knew where everything was Mm -hmm. even in female anatomy like i was the one answering all of the questions and the teacher was like girls do you not know where your own things are my mother didn't teach me so i was like yes i know where your fallopian tubes are I also had a lot of weird experiences as a kid. Like my sister had an issue with her ovaries and fallopian tubes. So I mm. ended up knowing about mm-hmm. this far younger than a lot of people did. Um, emergency surgeries. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a bad time. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy how little people know about themselves and how little people experiment with themselves too. Yep. You don't we necessarily are all about self experimentation here. Yes. The podcast. Yes. One thousand. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer I know you're sorry. I'm taking over for you. Actually, I'm, just kidding. <gasps> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is the first time I'm on this podcast and I, I don't want to get kicked off by the person who's not here. Spencer, mm, get him, get him. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, don't attack me on Instagram, please. <laughs> please. Um, no but like experimenting with yourself you don't have to have another person either Mm. like don't be afraid to explore yourself explore your body yeah and if you need ideas you don't have to watch porn go watch hbo yeah (laughs) i'll tell you (laughs) yeah don't don't get your ideas from porn please god no don't do it 
especially Don't. you little boys, okay? Don't All do right. It. Okay. Okay. Now that we're on the same page, everybody. Oh my gosh. Matt, it has been a real pleasure. You're gonna have to come on anytime the Westboro Baptist Church does something crazy, which they always do, but especially crazy. Wait, who are they? You don't know who the Westboro Baptist Church are? No, I'm far so far removed. They're the ones that I forget where they're from, but they're the ones that hold up like the God hates F. Words. Oh God. That yes. church, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. The ones that go to funerals and they're very um not Christ-like. <laughs> I know. Or I don't know. Some other time when we can bitch. Or when I need an episode. <laughs> I didn't need one this time, okay? This was a yeah, reschedule. I can, I can be your filler. I love it. That's what Ryan exists for, too. Ooh, we should do an episode with Ryan. Sex we should. Ed episode. <gasps> we should. All right. That's Coming a good idea. Henceforth, everybody. Henceforth. Yes. Do you have anything to plug, Matthew? I don't. Don't find me on anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> all of my accounts are private, so even if you did find me, I will decline. Um, unless I know you, then just ask Josie. All right, friends. Well, you can find us at Speaking in Church on Instagram. You can find me at Josie Takes the World. Find Spencer at Spence Rose, and please go like and share my reels that I'm working so hard on. Uh, I have a TikTok too. I think it's Josie Takes the World. Um, I'm trying. Okay, it's so hard. I'm trying to be all marketing. <laughs> and people say that TikTok and reels are where it's at. We have to do like two or three a day, and I'm, just, I'm overwhelmed. So just <laughs> make it work for me, please. Um, you should see the ridiculous things I'm doing. But all that to say, um, as I always say, stay woke or get woke. And as Spencer always says, Jesus loves you. Bye. Bye. This has been an irreverent media podcast.